Blog Talk Radio. Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. The least expensive, uh, the most comprehensive, uh, the absolute best program of rifle marksmanship. At the same time, uh, we take a little bit of that time out during the two-day rifle marksmanship clinics to tell you about your American history, your American heritage, the culture. We start off with April 19, 1775. That's where we have rooted ourselves uh, into a beginning to tell you about the events at Lexington Green, the North Bridge in Concord, and along Battle Road back to Boston. And why? Because this is the very beginning of our nation, the birth of our nation. Of course, there's history before and after this date, and uh, the whole purpose of us telling you this is to encourage you, to telling you about the events of April 19th, is to encourage you to search more, to find out about your history. And, and why? Because without knowing your history, without knowing what uh, has been done before, how will you know what to do? How will you know who you are? if you don't know your history. We don't tell you a bit of the history of America from 1775 or before until now. We concentrate on this one day to anchor you down, to give you a place to start, and to encourage you 
find out more about your history, to encourage you uh, to find out who you are, where you came from, what you have done, why it was done, and what you can do next. All right. Uh, Tonight is a uh, very exciting night uh, for most of America. I'm sure that most of the folks have... uh, uh, have gone and voted by now. I'm not sure what time the polls closed. I thought I heard seven o'clock, <clears throat> but uh, uh, if you're still in a time zone where you can vote, make sure that you do. And I hope that uh, that everyone has uh, uh, fulfilled the obligation uh, to their communities, to their state, uh, to their nation by voting, by becoming involved in uh, the governing of the nation, because you guys have heard me say this many, many times before, that the uh, the president, the senators, the congressmen, are not the government. The government is you. All the folks out there listening, all the folks uh, that went and voted today, that's the government. What they were voting on was to get someone to represent them in Washington, to represent them, to make their needs, uh, their wishes known to the folks who are implementing uh, the governing that is decided upon by we the people. So it's very important that you vote. And uh, We talked about this last week with, uh, with Beth, uh, Beth Schoenberg, and uh, I spoke to her just a little while ago, and she's on the road tonight, but she said that uh, she may give us a call uh, once she gets settled in, and uh, we told you how important it is, and uh, not just uh, not just voting for your uh, for your president, uh, your senator, et cetera, but it's important to start uh, right there, right next to you, right close to you, right down the street, uh, in your school board elections, in your uh, your state and local elections. Make sure that you're voting in all of those elections so that you can make your voice, make your wishes known uh, right there locally to you. Let me bring uh, Sam on the air with us. Sam, welcome to the show. Evening, Scout. How are you doing this evening? Pretty good, pretty good. Looking on the chat here, seeing some old friends pop on and saying hi to them and we're just getting ready to go for our shoot over in Carlsbad next weekend. I'm just itching to move. Been too well, listen, long since I can't, I've been uh, doing apple seed. The guys in chat are going to have to. Uh, if you you can monitor the chat. If you see any any questions that uh, that folks were asked or anything else, you just jump in with those. Because once again, uh, I cannot open the chat dialog box. And uh, I spoke to the folks at Blog Talk about this. And they said that there was not a problem. So I guess I'm just this is just an illusion. I'm sure that uh I'm sure I really have the chat box open and I'm really seeing everything. I'm it's just my illusion that I'm not seeing anything. So <laughs> So it's a rough, uh, if there's something night. that needs to be answered or some questions anybody's asking in chat or something, just jump in, let me know and I'll try and I'll try and answer those. Did you get a chance to uh, get out and vote today? I sure did, Scout. I sure did. And uh, there are a lot of people out there, and uh, those polls are busy. People have been paying attention this time. 
So we'll we'll see what comes up, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Well, Anytime I see a lot of people out, uh, I'm happy. Right, and I'm not saying uh, I'm happy because of the participation. You know, well, for, uh, for all intents and purposes, I think uh, for most parts, uh, one group or the other, uh, you know, it, it, it's almost the same thing, and that's uh, that's one of our uh, one of the things that we discuss. One of our philosophies at Appleseed is that uh, the politics bills laws etc uh are kind of like uh, the weather you uh you know it'll be rainy this week and uh and uh, sunny uh, tomorrow uh snow uh, you know at the end of the month etc that's kind of the same thing that you get with uh with politics it'll be democrats uh one year and the next year it'll be republicans and uh, then really, not a whole lot seems to change. Uh, but uh, what the Appleseed Project is working on is not changing uh, the weather, not changing from one party to uh, to the other, not flipping uh, or, or getting or trying to take down one house bill or uh, anything like that. What we're working on is changing the climate. Because you're going to have weather. Uh, you're going to have uh, uh, weather back and forth, but your climate is going to be different. <clears throat> if you uh, if you live in uh, in one of the uh, the tropical jungle areas, then uh, you're going to get a lot of rain. And uh, if you live in the desert, you're going to get not so much rain. So what we're trying to do is change the climate, uh, change it so that uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, what party is in power that uh, that they know that Americans know that they are the true governing body of the nation, and uh, any attempt uh, to some circumvent the will of we the people is going to be met with uh, uh, quite a bit of resistance because the people are the governing body of this nation. And that's what we're trying to get folks to understand, that uh, that they are the governing body. They shouldn't have to go to their senators or their congressmen on bended knee and beg for something, uh, that that senator, that congressman, that president works for them. That's why they're called public servants, public servants. They are not called uh, uh, duke, prince, uh, duchess, etc., and we are not called serfs. Uh, the governing, the folks in the governing, uh, who are the representatives for the governing body of we the people, are the public servants. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Let me uh, real quickly run through the upcoming events because uh, I want to make sure that folks, uh, if they uh, are just turning into the show, that they get a chance to hear. Uh, uh, how to get the information and uh, what events are coming up. So, if you are just tuning into the show for the first time, or uh, if you're not uh, uh, familiar with the Appleseed Project, then what I'd like for you to do is take a look at the homepage, and you can find that by going to rwva.org. 
rwva.org or appleseedinfo.org. Uh, That's our homepage. Now, on the homepage, uh, up at the top, there's a list of, uh, there's a row of tabs. And uh, when you put your cursor on those tabs, you'll get a drop-down menu. If you put your cursor on the tab, the second from the left is the apple seed tab. You put your cursor on there. The second uh, listing down is schedule. If you click on that, that will take you to the page that I'm about to read from. Now, if you look on that page, you'll see a long list of shoots. And they are uh, listed according to uh, the date uh, of the when the event is going to be held. And uh, if you would like to find an event near you, you'll go to rwva.org, put your cursor on the Appleseed tab, and you'll get the drop-down menu. Click on Schedule. That will take you to this page. Then if you want to find an event in your state, there is a filter at the top of the listing. You can uh, get a drop-down listing of states by uh, putting your cursor on the filter uh, accessory. Click on your state, click filter, and then that will give you all the events in the state that you're looking at. All right, now you look at the, that that list of locations and dates for the events, and you pick one. Pick one to go to. Don't just, uh, don't just look at it and say, hey, that may be something to do in the future. Look at one, select it, and do it now. Come to an event. All right. The way to get yourself uh, to make sure that you have a place on the line at that event is once you've selected the location and the date that you'd like to attend, there's two hot links to the right of that. One says information. That will give you the information for that specific location on that specific date. That will give you uh, the directions, any uh, laws, any rules, regulations, any special information. And uh, it will also give you contact information for the uh, the folks that are going to be running the shoot. <clears throat> if you need any additional information about that event, be sure and contact one of the folks there. Uh, they're listed on the information page. It's called the EIP, the event information page. <clears throat> okay, the next hot link is register. And once you've decided to come to an event, go ahead and pre-register that event, even if you fall into one of the categories that uh, that we are currently uh, not charging any fees for, and that's uh, uh, active duty, guard, and reserve units, if you're a member of one of those units, if you're a veteran, if you're a law enforcement officer, if you are a uh, woman or a child under 21, all of those uh, categories are free, but even so, we still need you to register for the event <clears throat> because registering for the event ensures that you have a place on the line. If the particular location only holds 30 shooters and you want to go to the event and uh, when you get there, there are 30 shooters already down in place, then you're out of luck. That's it. So don't count on walking on or waiting until the last minute and say, well, I'll just uh, I'll register the night before I go <clears throat> because it may not be open then. It may be closed up. <clears throat> All right. So 
once you've decided to go, click on register, and that'll take you to our third uh, third party software that handles the registration. It's Eventbrite, and then register for the event. As I said, even if you're in one of the free categories, go ahead and register for the event, and then. Uh, you will have a place on the line, and at the same time, that helps us by making sure that we uh, that we know how many folks are coming to the event because uh, we have we'll have hundreds of shoots per month, and that's a lot of traveling, a lot of scheduling, making sure that we have enough uh, instructors for each event, that they have airline tickets, that they have hotel rooms, rental cars, that they have their supplies that they will need shipped to them for that event. All of this is going to depend on uh, you registering, so make sure that you uh, are registered for these events. <clears throat> All right. And that's how you'll do it. That's how you'll get to the, uh, the page from I'm about to read from, and that's how you'll get yourself registered for the event. Now, let me go ahead and read you off... Uh, the sold-out shoots now, because it seems like every time I go through the list that I forget to uh, to read off this list of the sold-out shoots. And Hawkhaven does a great job of sending me, uh, of updating the list, making sure that uh, he sends me a copy of all of the sold-out shoots. So let me tell you right off the bat, <clears throat> if you're going to the November 6th and 7th events in Bunnell, Florida, or Annapolis, Maryland, uh, you better have already registered because those two events are sold out already. For the November 13th and 14th events at uh, the Quill Creek Shooting Range in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex in Texas and the Como, Mississippi event, those two events are sold out, November 13th and 14th. For the November 20th and 21st weekend, Hartford, Connecticut is sold out. For the November 27th and 28th weekend, Terrell, Texas is sold out. For the December 11th and 12th weekend, Annapolis, Maryland is sold out. These are just the shoots that are sold out so far, folks. Remember that uh, because so many people love to wait until the last moment to uh, to register that uh, that just because I didn't uh, read you a lot longer list doesn't mean that there's not uh, there's not going to be additional events that are going to sell out before you get there. Uh, I can guarantee you that, that that's going to happen. So make sure that you, uh, you go to rwva.org, you look at the schedule page, and uh, you select the location on the date that you want to attend. Click on register and get pre-registered for that event. Mm-hmm. All right, starting the, uh, the date, of November 3rd and 4th in New Martinsville, West Virginia. And I believe the 3rd and 4th is the uh, the Thursday. It's the Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, this is a special event. Normally we don't have it in the middle of the week, but this one is. November 3rd and 4th, New Martinsville, West Virginia. All right, another special day event is the Mount Vernon, Kentucky event on November 5th and 6th. That's a Friday and Saturday. It's also a little bit uh, a little bit different than our normal scheduling, which is Saturday and Sunday. That takes us to the weekend of November 6th and 7th, which begins in Bakersfield, California. 
followed by Newhall, California, Santa Barbara, California, Piru, California, on November 6th and 7th is a ladies-only event. I've told you before that uh, it's uh, quite often that we'll run events that uh, are ladies-only uh, so that the women can come out and they can uh, uh, they can get a chance to shoot without uh, uh, without the... Uh, without having a bunch of guys around. Uh, and uh, these seem to be fairly successful events for the ladies. If you'd like to uh, get one scheduled, uh, they seem to be very, uh, uh, they seem to work very well. So uh, even though I'm not uh, a real big fan of any type of exclusionary events, uh, the ladies-only events do seem to do well. They seem to draw a good crowd. So, it, for you guys that are the state coordinators or shoe bosses, etc., think about uh, setting up a, an event. You don't have to have one once a month or once every other or anything like that, but just think about having an event maybe once a year that, that you've scheduled as a ladies-only event and uh, see if you can't draw some more uh, some more women uh, into the program that way. I've got to tell you that we've got uh, quite a few female instructors <clears throat> And uh, staff members, and uh, they are some of the uh, some of the best instructors and staff members that we have. So we can always use some more. That same weekend, November sixth and seventh, is uh, continues on in Fresno, California. And uh, let's see, that was uh, one, two, three, four, five. With five California events uh, for that next weekend, and also, folks, California is doing a great job this year. Uh, I, uh, I wish we were doing as good here in Texas as the California folks are. Uh, Bob 210 out in California and, and the rest of his crew, and he's got a great crew out there. All of the California folks uh, are just the, the salt of the earth, and that includes uh, V and uh, uh, Savage Shooter, Johnny Appleseed, uh, a whole list of it, uh, of folks. I believe you've got almost 140 uh, instructors out there, a whole uh, great crew of folks out in California uh, helping Bob motivate the state and get up the events. They're going to run uh, right at 100 events this year, which is just it's absolutely fantastic. California has been leading the nation almost since they, uh, almost since they started, and I couldn't be prouder of the folks out in California for that. And my hat goes off to Bob 210. I talk to him uh, usually several times a week, and uh, I'm very, very proud of, of his efforts out in California. He's an absolutely fantastic guy, and his crew of instructors, his group out there, uh, are a great group of folks and really leaders in the program. So my hat's off to the the California program. <clears throat> All right, continuing that same weekend, uh, the November 6th and 7th weekend is Bunnell, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Waterman, Illinois, Layden, Massachusetts, Annapolis, Maryland, Wooster, Ohio, Miamisburg, Ohio, Gaston, South Carolina, San Angelo, Texas, Stevenson, Washington, Lodi, Wisconsin, Eleanor, West Virginia, and that will take us to the weekend of November 13th and 14th. Now, listen, guys, just because I mentioned California and I was uh, patting them on the back doesn't mean that I don't know that the rest 
of the uh, the crews across the nation aren't doing a good job too, because you all are. Everyone is doing their bit. Everyone is doing their part. Uh, and I'm very proud of each and every one uh, of the states, of their crews. Uh, without them, without you guys out there in the uh, in the fields, in the in the trenches, at the events, <clears throat> uh, there wouldn't be a program. It wouldn't be moving uh, as fast and as furious as it is. It's one of the fastest growing programs in the nation. I've never seen a volunteer organization grow as fast uh, as this one. And uh, I just want to make sure everyone knew that uh, uh, I'm not having tunnel vision in California, but I think everyone will have to admit that 100 events for this year is an awfully fantastic number of events. 100 events for this year. <clears throat> okay, continue on with the uh, 13th and 14th of November. Piru, California, Sacramento, California, Brighton, Colorado, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, Waco, Georgia, Tacoa, Georgia, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Alton, Illinois, Evansville, Indiana, Eureka, Kansas, Humansville, Missouri, Como, Mississippi, Carlsbad, New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Wilmington, Ohio, Eagle Creek, Oregon, Manchester, Tennessee, College Station, Texas, Quail Creek, Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and that will take us to the November 20th and 21st weekend, which starts in Buckeye, Arizona, followed by Ridgecrest, California, Gunnison, Colorado, Hartford, Connecticut, St. Augustine, Florida, Mayaca City, Florida, Hernando, Florida, November 20th, Saturday, November 20th, is a one-day event. We'll occasionally have one-day events where we try to cram uh, everything we do into one day at a range. And uh, we mentioned before that sometimes uh, it's hard to get a range uh, especially one near any population centers, to give you two days. Because generally they only have uh, one rifle area, and Appleseed needs to close down the range to run our event. So it's very hard for them to close down their range for the weekend for us uh, because of uh, their weekend clients. So what we can do, what we've decided to do, <clears throat> is have the one-day events. So if you're having trouble uh, selling a two-day shoot to a location, talk to them about having a one-day event. See if you can't uh, twist their arm up with a one-day event. Now, this one in Hernando, Florida, will be Saturday, November 20th. All right, back on the regular schedule, Bonfield, Illinois, November 20th and 21st, Washburn, Missouri, Ramsar, North Carolina, Lincoln, Nebraska, Pelham, New Hampshire, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Lake George, New York. Lake George, New York. That's the one. That's an event in New York I haven't been to. I've been to most of them, but I haven't been to Lake George yet. So I'll have to, I'll have to put that on the schedule for uh, this summer when I'm back in New York. Grandfield, Oklahoma. And I've been to Grandfield uh, a couple of times now too. Grandfield is a great location in Oklahoma. It's uh, the range is called Badlands, and uh, that's exactly what it looks like. It's a uh, it's a range out dead out in the middle of the Badlands there in the Oklahoma Prairie, and uh, absolute great place to shoot. Sheriff Bobby Winnington runs the uh, Badlands location, and uh, 
He's a great guy, and he's been very, very good to the Appleseed program, and uh, uh, we really appreciate his uh, participation and involvement in it. The same weekend, November 20th and 21st, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Davila, Texas, and uh, for you folks in Texas, the 20th and 21st is going to be the Appleseed that follows the Rifleman's Boot Camp. That's where the guys have come, and they've uh, they've spent uh, six days learning the trade, learning how to become instructors. And then the weekend, the 20th and 21st, they will actually be the instructors for that event. So it's usually a very uh, very high energy event. They all are, but these will this will be a higher energy event just for the fact that. There'll be a lot more instructors there, which means you have a better chance of getting one-on-one instructor from folks who are just dying to teach you how to shoot because they just learned how to teach it and they want to uh, they want to give it a try and give it a go and uh, and impart their knowledge to you. So, November twentieth and twenty-first, Davila, Texas, is the Appleseed following RBC. We'd like to uh, have everyone in Texas uh, attending that event. Midland, Texas, November 20th and 21st. That same weekend is Yakima, Washington, Racine, Wisconsin, Hubertus, Wisconsin. Saturday, November 20th is another one-day event. Suamico, Wisconsin, Stinson, West Virginia. That takes us to the weekend of November 27th and 28th, which begins in Kingman, Arizona, followed by Glen Helen, California, November 27th and 28th, another ladies-only event. Sunland, California, Riley, Indiana, Hinkley, Minnesota, Terrell, Texas, November 27th and 28th, as I mentioned earlier, is a sold-out event. Terrell, Texas, November 27th and 28th, a sold-out event. Harvard, Massachusetts, Saturday, November 28th, is also a one-day event. That takes us to the first weekend in December, which begins in Saugus, California, followed by Cors. That's December fourth and fifth, Saugus, California, followed by Corscoll, California, Colebrook, Connecticut, Pensacola, Florida, Eureka, Kansas. Saturday, December fourth is a one-day event. Cynthiana, Kentucky, Columbiana. No, no, Columbia. Okay, Columbia, Maine. December 4th and 5th. Humansville, Missouri, Biloxi, Mississippi, Roswell, New Mexico, Miamisburg, Ohio, Smithville, Texas, Athens, Texas. These Both of these events are going to be first-time events at these ranges. <clears throat> Fredericksburg, Texas, Mechanicsville, uh, Virginia, La Crosse, Wisconsin. All right, that takes us a... Uh, a full month ahead. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Once again, if you want to find uh, a date, a location, an event near you, you'll go to rwva.org. That's the home page. Right across the top of the home page are a list of tabs. Put your cursor on the tab that says Appleseed. Right below that, it'll say Schedule. Click on that, and that'll take you to the page that I just read from. Look at the dates, at the locations, find the location that you would like to attend, and then uh, pre-register for it. All right, Sam, you, uh, you, we lost you for a minute, but uh, I got you back on the air. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Scout. Right. Once in a while, I get your signal bumped off here. 
Uh, I noticed that. Uh, well, I, I noticed that it happened to not just to you, but it happened to uh, uh, another couple of callers at the same time. So <clears throat> I don't know why that, that is. If you called into the show like uh, and uh, you'd like to uh, uh, to ask any questions or make a comment, please feel free to do so. The number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Just uh, call in and I'll uh, I'll get you on the air here. I'm just trying to make sure that I still have uh, control of the the switchboard because uh, I'm telling you that uh, I have had a a lot of grief with the the Apple the uh, Blog Talk software and uh, the the system here. It's, it's a very hinky system, and uh, I would like to go ahead, I guess, and switch to another system. But right now, uh, I've got uh, almost as much as I can do with just uh, with just running the shows now. Speaking of which, <clears throat> we have a long list of job opportunities available for folks. Uh, first off, we're going to need a ton of instructors for this coming year. Uh, if you want to know how many instructors, my my paper and pencil uh, says we're going to run uh, to stay on track. It says we're going to need uh, approximately, uh, I believe it's 26,000 uh, instructor days. 26,000 instructor days. And that's just that's uh one instructor, one 8-hour day. So uh so obviously we're going to need more instructors because uh, uh I know that if your state is anything uh like we are here in Texas or uh with any of the other states that I talk to on a regular basis, uh a lot of your instructors are already uh kind of pushed uh, to the limits. Uh, how are you guys doing in New Mexico, Sam? Uh, how's your instructor program coming along? We're doing real well. Uh, our folks are upgrading steadily. I uh, wish we had more as always, but the people we have are, are dedicated. They're working hard. They're studying their stuff. They're getting out and making the shoots, learning how to teach, learning to present their history well. Uh, we're going to end up making us another shoot boss here after this uh, Carlsbad shoot. And that's another one we can put out independent on the road, do some good stuff. Uh, we just picked up a, a couple more IITs that are shooting in Albuquerque last month. And, and things are looking real well for us here. Uh, we're doing well. well I know I spoke to you just a few minutes ago about uh, <clears throat> off-air about uh, – a waiver for a new instructor that you had that you had picked up, and uh, right now, uh, or for next year, how does it look as far as the number of instructors you have? Because I, you know, we're doubling every year. We're not just uh, doubling in attendance; we're doubling in the number of shoots that we have. So that means that uh, every state will need to, if you did X amount this year, you'll need to do X uh, square. I mean, uh, X times two uh, next year which is only two months away, and uh, you'll need to have the uh, 
the instructors to be able to do that. Does it look like you guys are going to be uh, uh, instructor uh, have enough instructors available to uh, to be ready for the coming year? Well, uh, if it all goes as planned, I'm looking at being able to have us have four shoots on April 19th here this year, which is uh, next year, which is double what we had this year, and I think that'll be a pretty good way to get the spring kicking off. And uh, I expect we're going to recruit some more instructors here very soon. Uh, I have a couple that are knocking on the door that that, that are right there at the edge of that rifleman score, and uh, and, and they're going to sign on too. Well, so I'm sure that we're going to do real well. And like I say, we're going to have enough instructors here in state, I believe, to run four shoots for April 19th. Right. Make sure that uh, that shoot bosses that you are uh, that you are paying really close attention to this while you're running your shoots because you'll need to be recruiting uh, heavily out of each event that you do. And I know that most of you are doing that, but uh, just take a make sure that you're taking the time at each of these events to to let folks know how important it is that they lend a hand, how important it is that, that they help out, that they become uh, a part of the a part of the project uh, because that's how we all started. I mean, every, each and every one of us came to an event. We saw that uh, the work that was being done there seemed to be a, a very worthwhile uh, project, and it seemed to be a good way for, for each of us to become involved uh, in helping to safeguard uh, our freedoms, our liberties, and, and, and a way for us to become involved in uh, providing maintenance and care to the nation along with education uh, to the folks of the nation. So each and every one of us decided to become involved by going to an event and uh, and signing on. And we want to make sure that you're letting the folks that are attending events, letting them know that we need them. And... Uh, and getting them involved in the in the event uh, as soon as possible. That means uh, <clears throat> making sure that you are having the uh, the folks that are attending. Make sure after you've given them the instruction, after you've uh, given them the six steps, get somebody from the audience to uh, to give the six steps refresher. After you've given the safety rules, get somebody. Uh, make sure you're having the audience members uh, do the uh, uh, the refreshers for the safety rules. Get the, if need be, get some of them to help you clear the line. Get them involved in this. Uh, if you have some folks that seem like they are, uh, like they're interested, maybe invite them to uh, the instructor dinner with you, and uh, get them involved in in understanding what it is to what it is to be an instructor, and uh, maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll sign on. Maybe they'll become. Uh, another brother uh, instructor with you. Make sure that you're pushing this because, as I said, <clears throat> if you thought it was rough this year uh, on your instructor cadre, it's uh, it's going to be even rougher this coming year. So make sure that you're pushing uh, instructor recruitment at each and every one of your events. <clears throat> All right. Uh, <clears throat> also, uh, 
as, as today for me was no different than any other day. I uh, I went to uh, I've been working all day, dashed off to uh, vote, and uh, made it back in time to do the show. So I haven't seen any type of election results. So if we have anybody that's uh, that's paying attention, and I of course I can't, I still can't see the chat, and uh, I'm telling you I've just about had uh, just about had it with with this software situation. But if you if you're paying attention to any of the election results, be sure and call in and <clears throat> give us an update on that. Let's uh, let's take a caller right now. Area code nine four one eight seven zero. You on the air? We're here. Okay, who is this? Uh, this is uh, Mike and Ann Johnson in Wichita. Well, hey, you guys uh, called in last week or week before last? Yeah, we did. Sorry, we're a little late tonight. I just checked my email about ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Welcome back, guys. How's it going? That's going all right. We uh, The only reason we got on is to find out what you guys knew about the election results, so... If you don't know anything, I guess we're out of luck. Uh, no, <laughs> I was just saying I I don't know anything about it at all. I haven't uh, uh, haven't really haven't listened to the radio. I haven't uh, uh, haven't been here long enough to turn on the TV. So uh, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. So any of you guys that are uh, uh, that are paying attention to it, uh, one of you guys give us a call and. Uh, We'll see what ha- we'll see how things are going out there. Now I did listen to it uh, oh, earlier this morning. Uh, once I once I get into uh, a tractor or something like that and start working with equipment, it's it's pretty much history. Uh, but I did listen to it this morning while I was working on the, uh, one of the uh, pieces of equipment, and it sounded like there was going to be a big uh, a big sea change, but. Uh, but once again, just like we were talking about it earlier, that uh, that's simply the weather. You know, that's uh, raining this week and uh, snow or ice next week. Uh, somebody's in power this week and somebody else is in power next week. And and it seems like uh, the only people that are really benefiting from that a lot of times are, are those folks, those specific folks. It seems like the, the rest of the millions of us... Uh, uh, are really not uh, are really not uh, getting any advantages from from one party or the other being in place, and that's why I think it's so important for uh, for folks to become involved. And by becoming involved, I mean uh, letting your senators, your congressmen, letting them know uh, what your needs, your wishes are. Don't uh, don't assume that they know because they may not know. And it's always great for you to give them the benefit of the doubt by uh, by just saying, well, you know what, I'm sure they don't know that I would like my taxes decreased. So let me just get on the phone and call them and let them know, because I'm sure they don't know that. So I'll give them a call and let them know, because then they'll change it. Uh, so give them, the, give them a call, uh, send them an email, write them a letter, and let them hear your voice. Let them know what your needs, your wishes are. Uh, because that is the whole point of having the system of government that we have, because they are supposed to be representing you, and without any knowledge of what your needs are, what your wishes are, 
then they can't represent you. Uh, they'll just have to be doing it blind or just uh, or doing whatever they want to do. And they may do that anyway. But if they do, then that's your signal to get somebody else. <clears throat> All right, so uh, uh, Mark and Ann, uh, and you guys are in Kansas. That's right. Okay. And let's see, you were just, were you guys just out at uh, Osage Beach? I'm trying to remember where you got where you told me that you just. Uh, and uh, and was I haven't been I haven't been to a shoot yet. I'm going to the uh, winter seed in December. Oh, and your, uh, and your son had gone. That's right. Okay. To Eureka. Okay, to Eureka. All right, and then you'll be going in December. That's right. Okay. Well, great. Uh, anything that uh, anything we can do for you to make it easier, uh, other than tell you to take somebody with you. Well, I've got two instructors in training living in a house, so pretty soon here I'm going to start getting drilled up, ready to go, because it's only a one-day deal, so i got to make the best of it. And so she's already helped me set up my swing and uh, practice, practice. practice, practice, and she's, you know, drilling me on the safety and the safe rifle safe rifle and she's she's uh she's pretty adamant about you know it, that's not how it's said it says this not that you know as far as you know i say well you know don't put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to kill it and she says that's not what it says you know bravo bravo see that's so, great she's that's exactly into my head that's exactly she's what you're supposed to be doing and that's great, you know, and she's very effective at it. Learn it or you won't eat, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's she has exactly what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah, she's very persuasive. Yeah, well, and there's a good reason for that, because as you know, I was trying to, let's see, you, your wife is the engineer. I don't remember if you told me what you did or not. But, uh, you know, engineers... They've got that engineering mind, that very precise, detailed uh, mind, which is great because we want to make sure that that when we tell folks the safety rules, that we tell them uh, the tell them the safety rules the right way. We've we've distilled all of the information down in the Appleseed program. We've distilled all the information down to its very essence, and uh, and for you folks that haven't been to an event. The Appleseed Project has taken uh, 500 years of uh, firearm knowledge, and uh, we've distilled it down uh, to the two-day clinic because we didn't uh, we didn't make any of this stuff up. We're not uh, we're not uh, uh, just uh, making a making up a bunch of uh, rules or skills or techniques and and trying it out on you to see if it works. Uh, this is information that uh, that folks have used uh, for 500 years. And uh, what we've done is we've just distilled it down and made it uh, a very simple, very precise uh, sentence. And we want to make sure that we're, uh, uh, as instructors, that we are... Uh, saying it correctly, that we are telling folks the same thing, the same way, 
every time because when you don't, uh, that can certainly set you up for what's called instructor drift. And uh, by that, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with that uh, with the game you played as kids when somebody uh, took a sentence and they whispered it ear into the ear of the person next to them, and it went around in a circle until uh, uh, until it got back to the original person, and that one says it out loud. And uh, the first sentence might have been, uh, uh, "Riding a bike is fun and easy." And when it makes it back around to the end of the the, uh, the sentence, it's uh, uh, ride the bicycle backwards on your head, you know, while clapping. And uh, and we know that's not uh, that's not the way to ride a bicycle. And the safety rules, you know, have been uh, it's, we've made sure that we are making them as as simple and as effective as we can. So. So her uh, riding hurt on you and making sure that you are you're saying it uh, the right way is exactly what she's supposed to be doing. Exactly what we expect of our instructors. So is she getting? Well, you're making her face right right now. What's that? I said you're making her face hurt right now. She can't quit (laughs) smiling. Well, is she having you do any dry firing yet? Uh, we've done, uh, just a little bit, I, I'm, one of these nights here, we're going to just go all night and practice, 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 so, but I've been paying attention to, uh, what she's been doing and what she's learned, and so I've picked up a few things and, that I really didn't know before, uh, you know, dragon wood and trigger control and, and things of that nature and the, the sling and, and those things, so, She's uh she's already teaching me just by example, but uh so well, we'll if you've get been down to an event that uh, if you've been to an event that I've instructed at or or just about any of the folks, uh any of the instructors will tell you that one of the keys uh to becoming a uh a rifleman is dry firing. And uh, that's when you uh, go through all the uh, you go through all the steps to firing the shot, uh, building a uh, building a proper uh, position, building a steady position, uh, determining your natural point of aim, shifting it onto the target, and then executing the shot by the six steps. If you do that, uh, and you can do it in the safety and comfort of your home, as long as you absolutely swear and cross your heart to... Uh, not have any ammunition in the room that you're doing it in. If you do that in your home, it will make you, uh, it will put you years ahead on your rifle marksmanship path. And the reason is, is because whenever you, uh, whenever you fire a dry fire round, uh, that is just as good as firing a live round. Because when you fire a dry fire round, as long as you're firing it by the six steps and you're, uh, you're doing all of the things you're supposed to be doing. Whenever you fire that dry fire round, <clears throat> your brain does not know that it's not a live round until there is no uh, report or recoil. And by that time, you've already received all of the benefits that you would get even if you were firing a live round. So every time you dry fire round, you get the benefit of that uh, experience and... It's free. 
There's no uh, charge for that. Uh, there's no charge for that expended round. Also, because there is no report, no recoil, and you know that there's not going to be, you're not going to flinch because you know there is not going to be any recoil. So there's no need to flinch. The more you practice that, the steadier you're going to get. And uh, I'm sure for any any of you folks who've ever had any sports, you've heard the uh, you've heard the saying that you play like you practice, and that's exactly the case. If you teach yourself to shoot while you're dry firing without uh, any flinch buck or jerk, when you get to the range and you start shooting, you're going to shoot without a flinch buck or jerk. So make sure that uh, that you guys are spending as much time as possible uh, dry firing. Uh, when will uh, yeah? I, I've already I've got a I had a blister on my thumb for about a week where I helped her do some dry firing for about an hour cycling the bolt and and uh, but I I do know you know just from past experience even just uh, accidentally leaving the safety on and trying to fire you know there's that anticipation of the recoil and you can definitely at, at that moment in time, you realize how much you're uh And you see reacting. it, right? Yeah, you see absolutely. It. You see that front sight. <clears throat> and listen, you guys may not think that uh, that a little bit, just a, just a tiny bit of movement that you're seeing there in the front sight, that that's not going to be any big deal. Well, it may not. If you are actually shooting at the broad side of a barn from 25 meters, you may indeed hit it. The problem is, is that, in order for you to achieve four minutes of angle accuracy, you're going to need to stop all of that movement. Uh, a human hair is approximately six thousandths of an inch. And a human hair, uh, six thousandths of an inch, is all of the movement that you need to move the impact of the round uh, one minute of arc downrange. So you move two human hairs and you've... Uh, you've moved two minutes of arc, which is a half inch at 25 meter. It's uh, two inches at 100, and on and on. So that little tiny bit of movement that you're seeing right there is enough to uh, yank you off that target uh, at anywhere from 100 to 400 meters. It very, can very easily take you off of that target. So you want to see absolutely no movement in that front sight, and this is a great way to see it. That's why we do the ball and dummies at the events because <clears throat> whenever you fire a round, center fire a round, rim fire, etc., it doesn't matter, even a rim fire has enough recoil in it that it can mask you flinching, bucking, jerking, etc. So dry firing or doing ball and dummy is a great way to expose that and to see if you're actually uh if you're putting any movement uh onto the onto the rifle. Dragging wood is another one. Whenever you have any part of your finger touching the stock, then you know that you, whenever you squeeze that trigger, you're going to impart movement to the rifle. Now, I'm telling you, there is no way to impart movement to the rifle that will not affect the impact of the round down range. Remember what I said, a human hair is one minute of arc. So you move that rifle one uh, human hair width whenever you're squeezing the trigger, you've moved it uh, a quarter inch at 25 meters. <clears throat> And that may not sound like much to you, right? But if you guys have, you guys that have been to an apple seed, you know that that silhouette down there on the uh, on the very bottom of the AQT 
that uh, it's only two minutes of arc wide uh, from neck to neck on that silhouette. So one minute of arc is going to cause you some grief. All right. uh, As I said, if you guys would like to call in, if you've got some uh, election information, uh, not that... uh, not that the the Appleseed Project is interested in uh, uh, election information, but simply out of curiosity, <laughs> then uh, uh, you can call in at 347-308-8790. 347-308-8790. Uh, as I said earlier, Beth uh, Schoenberg from the Dairy Brownsville Show <laughs> is uh, – she said she would call in if she could, and uh, if she had a chance, she would call in to uh, to talk to us about the uh, election event today. Uh, while we're talking about that, let me uh, remind you that the Dairy Brownfield Show is a great fan, friend to the Appleseed Program, and uh, we really want to support our friends. Uh, we're getting quite a few of them now, which is great. But I'm telling you, we went through a long period where uh, where we were out in the woods alone. We didn't have any friends, and uh, even during that time, the Derrick Brownfield Show was a friend to us. So uh, we would like for you to support the Derrick Brownfield Show by listening to them. Uh, and Sam, I just uh, they cut you off again, but I just opened your mic again too, so you're back on. If you're trying to talk and you didn't hear yourself, that's why you're back on now. The Dairy Brownfield okay. Show is a great is a great friend to us. They always have been. They do a great job of putting out information to Americans, and uh, uh, they're just absolutely the the salt of the earth. Mr. Brownfield is a great uh, a great person, great radio personality. Beth Schoenberg is uh, she's just a salt of the earth uh, uh, young lady too, and uh, she's absolutely does a great job on the show. We've had her here on the show. Uh, several times. <clears throat> so we ask that you guys help us to support our friends. Now, you can do that in uh, several ways. Number one, you can just listen. Uh, Google Dairy Brownfield Show. Find out, uh, find a station in your uh, your area that's playing uh, the show and listen to them. Call into their show. Talk to them. And uh, if there's not one close to you, and call your local, uh, uh, your radio talk shows, call your local shows and say, listen, I would really like to hear the Derry Brownfield show. And if you put it on, if you guys would air it, I will listen to it. And uh, and I will buy stuff from the sponsors who sponsor the event. That's always a good thing to say. Whether you're going to buy it or not, that's uh, a good thing to say. Is uh, I would like to listen to the show, and I will buy stuff from the sponsors who sponsor the show. <clears throat> And see if you can't get one of your local affiliates uh, to cover it. Another thing is, uh, is they don't uh, they don't receive uh, they certainly don't receive any government money. They don't receive uh, uh, they don't uh, charge anything. Uh, they have very few sponsors. So if you have uh, if you look in your pocket at the end of the month and you go, hey, I got five bucks here, and uh, I'm wondering what I can do with this. One of the things you can do is put an envelope and mail it to the Dairy Brownfield Show. Just Google Dairy Brownfield, and uh, you will find all the information you need to put that uh, five bucks in an envelope and send it to them, so that they can keep themselves on the air. <clears throat> all right, now talking about uh, helping those who help us. 
I would love to put out any information for anybody that is helping the program. If you guys have any uh, folks that uh, are helping the program, and I'm sure I'm, I'll, I'll check and make sure that I can do this, but I've, nobody's ever said anything to me before. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's commercial, venture, et cetera, and you want to get uh, uh, their information out on the air because they are a friend to Appleseed, then uh, send me a uh, an email or give me a call on the phone and let me know, and I'll get the information out uh, uh, on the radio show here on uh, the Tuesday nights when we do the show because we want to help the folks that are helping Appleseed. We want to make sure that we're reciprocating. Uh, <clears throat> we have uh, in New Mexico, Sam, you give the uh, the New Mexico soap hotline information if you can. Sure. That's bluefeathersoap at biz.com. And, Blue Feather and that soap, is for uh, Blue Feather and Tyler Squawk. Who are two uh, great instructors that we have? They're just they're great folks too. Uh, everybody, every all of the instructors in the program are great guys. And Blue Feather and Tyler Glock are certainly uh, uh, a great example of great Americans, great New Mexicans. And uh, they have said that uh, if you buy enough soap from them, and listen, guys, uh, yeah, I'm not a frou frou soap guy, uh, but uh, while I was there uh, at their home uh, a couple of years ago in New Mexico, uh, I ended up uh, walking out of there with a sack full of soap uh, because I've got uh, six girls here at home that uh, that do like frou-frou soap. And because they do, because they liked it, then I, uh, I would occasionally use it. And I'm telling you, she makes some absolutely great soap, and it's very inexpensive. Uh, it's high quality, inexpensive, handmade soap, and uh, the more soap you buy from her, the longer she can stay on the apple seed trail. So, so I have an ulterior motive in this, and that is uh, <laughs> is, is getting them enough money so that they can stay on the apple seed trail. And uh, and if you're talking to Sam, be, tell him I said uh, good luck with. I know that they're getting the New Mexico residents uh, ready to sell, and uh, good luck with that. And I hope to see them again soon. It was uh, such a they're, great experience meeting they're those looking guys. To move closer, uh, they're moving closer to Raton so they can make them Whittington shoots just that much better, Scout. Excellent. And they're Blue Feather at bizhosting.com. And I'll tell you, it's not just foo foo soap. Uh, they make shaving no. soap, and I use it every day. Did she develop a shaving soap for you finally? Oh, yes. I know that she was when I, I was there. Last, when I was there, uh, we were talking about that. We were saying, "When are you going to develop a uh, a shaving soap for Sam?" Because uh, 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 Sam Sam D, who's with us here tonight, he's he is a sharp looking young man, very clean shaven, except for that big old handlebar mustache. But he has to keep <laughs> all of the rest of that facial uh, every uh, rest of the square inch of that face shaved off to accentuate. That uh, big mustache. So, uh, I guess Bluefeather went ahead and designed him a some shaving soap. <clears throat> now that she's got it ready, I'll I'll go ahead and order some from her too. So, you guys, if you want to get some soap, like I said, the soap is just it's just excellent soap. Uh, and one of the things that I like about it is, like I said, I'm not a frou frou guy. I don't I don't have any uh, lotions 
or creams or anything like that. Uh, but the soap that I got from her, I still have half a bar left, is uh, uh, the way that she makes it, it has a moisturizer in it that uh, uh, it really does a great job on keeping my hands and face from uh, cracking up in the uh, the dry weather here. So uh, give the... Uh, Give out the address again, Sam. That's bluefeather.bizhosting.com. Bluefeather.bizhosting.com. All right, and then okay, grab some just, soap from her because, like I said, we're uh, we want to support uh, the folks that support us. And if you have somebody that, uh, uh, if any of you guys have a business or something like that that uh, you would like to get uh, uh, the information out to the rest of the apple seeders. Then let me know because I, I, one of the things that we want to do with the uh, with the radio program here, we want to do that. We want to share uh, information that we have. If I have a chance to buy something from another apple seeder or buy some service or some product from another apple seeder, then I want to do that before I go somewhere else uh, into the general public to buy it. So, <clears throat> if you have some business, some good services that you're offering, then uh, and it's appropriate for us to mention here, then. Uh, Send me a uh, an email or a PM or give me a call on the phone, and we'll get it set up so that we can do that. I think I can do that without giving without getting too much grief from the uh, from the radio station. Like I said, I've, I've mentioned stuff like this many times before. Nobody's ever said anything to me. Uh, I opt. I haven't opted into the commercial side of the radio station yet. So everything we're doing here, we're doing free. We're not. We're doing it without a without a dime from anything or anybody else. Uh, but if you have a uh, a business that you're running, if you have some goods or services that you'd like to offer to the rest of the Appleseed community, or if you know someone that is uh, uh, helpful to the Appleseed community, then uh, let me know. And along that line, let me also uh, put out the information that <clears throat> Jack Spearco from the survivalpodcast.com Jack Spierko runs the survivalpodcast.com. Jack is a great friend of the Appleseed program. Uh, he's come on the show several times, and when I've been on his show several times. And uh, he has a uh, podcast that he does. It's one hour every day. It's free. And I'm telling you, this man knows what he's talking about. And one of the things I like about his show is that the information that he puts out it's not uh it's not how to uh how to tear up a pair of jeans and make a loincloth or uh it's not how to uh it's not I've got my gun in ten thousand rounds so I'm ready. Uh you know, because I hear that from folks all the time. I talk to folks about their preparedness, uh uh you know, to face different eventualities, horn uh hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, etc. And I asked them what their preparation status is. They go, I got my rifle, I got 10,000 rounds. I said, well, that's good. That's real good. What about water? What about uh, a little bit of extra food? Well, I got my rifle, so I'm ready. Well, that's good, but uh, unless you're going to use that rifle to take water or food from your neighbor by force, uh, and listen, your neighbor might be an apple seeder. You may not want to go over there and try and take uh, his stuff by force. Uh, what is your plan for having water or having food? And uh, 
I'm telling you, he doesn't just talk about uh, any of these subjects. He talks about everything, everything from uh, uh, mortgages, buying land, uh, drying food, uh, edible plants. Uh, the, the subjects he covers are, are endless. It's from one side of the spectrum to the other. Absolutely uh, tremendous amount of information, water filtration systems, uh, solar power, uh, camera security, uh, on and on and on. He puts this information out in a one-hour block every single day. And you can go to the survivalpodcast.com and download to whatever you're using. I, I Finally, my family gave me a uh, a device where I can load up 15 or 20 of these one-hour episodes on there. And uh, I can take it with me out in the field while I'm working and listen to it. And it's absolutely fantastic information. And here's why. Because just as we are... uh, just as we are giving you instruction in the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship, which is something that you would need, uh, Jack gives you a whole long, uh, a whole a huge amount of information, and the focus of that is that you are to be living your life in a uh, in a fashion where you're living a survival lifestyle. You know, when we talk here, we talk about living the life of a rifleman, and uh, much the same way is uh, the survivalpodcast.com talking about living a survival lifestyle. And here's why. Because if you are always, and I'm not talking about, when I say living a survival lifestyle, I'm not talking to you about going down to the, uh, or saying, look, uh, something may happen uh, next week. I think that a hurricane's coming. So let's go down and let's buy $800 worth of food and a generator and a bunch of boards for our windows and stuff. That's not a survival lifestyle. Survival lifestyle is where you're, as every day, you're taking into consideration that there are a myriad of things that could be coming down the pipe, coming down the pipe headed toward you. And so you're taking advantage of living this lifestyle so that you are aware uh of all the things that could happen, and you're doing your best uh, to be prepared for any eventuality that comes down the uh, comes down the river toward you. And that's so that you are not standing on top of your house waiting for some government helicopters to come and pick you up and take care of you. All right, and you should be. Uh, I'm thinking of the government. The government should be supporting Jack Spearco and the Appleseed Project. Uh, because every time Jack gets somebody to listen to this program, they're going to end up with enough information that the government isn't going to have to take care of them. They're going to be taking care of themselves. The same way with us, the same way with the Appleseed Project. Uh, you know, we were talking last week about the uh, the news coverage and stuff we get, and the folks from the Anti-Defamation League, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, et cetera, talking about... Uh, uh, the Appleseed Project and their worries about it and their worries about uh, the people that may come to an event, etc. And let me tell you, uh, as I said, the government should be, we should be getting subsidized by the government because there are tens of thousands of folks that are out there uh, who are living in fear, who are cowering uh, with their 
uh, into the world worries in their uh, in their ready-made bunkers, and uh, they're just cooking down there. They're cooking. Uh, uh, they're just cooking away. And we drag them into the light, and we give them hope, and we give them uh, an alternative way to deal with that. <clears throat> Jack does the same thing. He gets his folks uh, squared away so that uh, regardless of what's coming down, uh, uh, headed toward them, that they are being, they're living a lifestyle where they're prepared for these eventualities. <laughs> so, as I said, that there's my there's my 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 spiel on on why the government should be uh, uh, subsidizing us both. But uh, Jack is another person that really uh, pushes the Alpsy project. And uh, he'll be coming on sometime in the next uh, few weeks, I believe. I emailed him and asked him if he would come on again, and uh, he's always uh, uh, he's always been over backwards to uh, give us a hand here at the show and come on and and talk about living a survival lifestyle. So I'm sure that he'll be coming on. Anyway, <clears throat> you guys can uh, grab you can grab a one hour episode every day from him, and at the same time you're downloading that one. You can go over to the Rifleman Radio Show and download any of the shows you may not have listened to, and take take those with you also, and listen to those during the day. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> let's grab another caller real quick. Uh, area code 507, you're on the air. Hi, Scout, this is Freedom V, Minnesota. Well, hey, Freedom V, how are you doing this evening? Doing great, uh, helping a neighbor across the street uh, split up a couple cords of wood for the winter, and... Uh, Putting it, uh, and that's all for for next year for seasoning. Well, speaking of winter, and uh, and preparing for winter, how is uh, how is the Minnesota program uh, coming uh, uh, as far as the the winter seed uh, program for you guys? Uh, for everybody that hasn't heard of it yet, uh, the Alpsey Project has a program in place called Winter Seed. And uh, what we're trying to do is make sure that everybody understands that uh, just because it's winter doesn't mean that you should be uh, uh, sitting next to the fire in your skivvies and uh, and with the uh, apple seed engine in uh, in neutral. That uh, in order for us to make our goals, <clears throat> we're going to need to be running the program. Uh, non-stop, year-round. That means uh, no hibernation, uh, no crawling off into the cave and going to sleep. <clears throat> we need you to make sure that you are running your events, even if you're in a place like Minnesota, uh, where uh, where you're it's uh, you're going to get beat. I mean, you're going to get hammered uh, in the winters there. How are your how is it looking for you guys this winter? Have you gotten any uh, snow yet so far? Uh, no snow yet, just frost, but I know uh, Aftermath has uh, uh, Hinkley, Minnesota, every month, and, and uh, it, it, no stopping for winter, and uh, myself and my wife and my cousin are uh, looking forward to uh, this, the first weekend of December in La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, working on uh, some 308 reloads for uh, Sunday, and uh, looking forward to that a lot. 
Well, we've got we've uh, Appleseed has struck a patch, <clears throat> and we're going to be handing it out to folks. Whenever you make it, we've got this the traditional standard uh, rifleman patch. Now, whenever you uh, you come to an event and uh, you put those skills and techniques that we give you, put them to work, and you shoot to rifleman standards, you get your groups down to four minutes of arc, and you place them correctly on that AQT, and you get a score of 210 or better, then uh, you will be awarded a rifleman's patch. And we have struck a new patch specifically for the uh, inclement weather this winter. It's called the... uh, the, the winter seed patch, and I believe it's got some icicles and stuff on it. And I imagine that the majority of them are going to go to folks uh, like uh, yourself, Freedom V, because uh, you guys are definitely uh, in the the snow and ice zone up there. Uh, I know because uh, one year, uh, quite a few years ago, uh, my ranger unit went to uh, uh, Ripley, Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, we went to Ripley to the Winter Warfare School there for a couple of weeks. And, uh, holy smoke, it was, uh, it was cold and snowy there. Uh, I believe the coldest it got was, uh, we were out on a seven day, uh, uh, a seven day mission. And, uh, we actually got, uh, a, uh, uh, a hot, uh, radio message, uh, Telling everybody to uh, to hold in place uh, and hunker down because the storm is coming in. And if I if I remember right, I believe it got uh, to 64 degrees below zero. Wow! You were you out in the field then? And then uh, oh yeah yeah or, we were out we were out in the field out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I'm <laughs> telling you, it was it was cold. All of those things that you hear people talking about uh, spitting in the air and have it hit the ground and rolling in a frozen ball. Uh, I'd always <laughs> thought that was all just a bunch of malarkey, and uh, and it's obviously not. And uh, it was uh, it was absolutely uh, the coldest I've ever been in my life. But you guys are going to be uh, you're going to be on the front lines there with the winter seed patches, and uh, we want to make sure that everybody in the program is paying attention to winter seed. If you're not having events. Uh, and there's no reason you shouldn't be, but if you're having some downtime there, make sure that you're using it to your advantage. Make sure that you're go ahead that you're using that time to go ahead and have all of your uh, 2011 shoots that you've uh, talked to everybody and you've got those events uh, uh, sent in to Savage Shooter. Make sure that you uh, uh, have checked with each of the locations and ensured that uh, if there is a change to the uh, event information page that you've notated that and that you've sent in uh, any changes on the EIP to Savage Shooter. If there's not, send the EIP in with the, uh, uh, with the notation of no changes. And then make sure that you, uh, uh, for the 2011, make sure as soon as you can that you get uh, new host applications signed by those ranges. Uh, and you can okay. be doing all of this right now leading into the winter. And then make sure that you're you're pounding those winter shoots out. That you are still, uh, uh, if need be, uh, I think I was talking to Dwarven one a few months ago about that. He's uh, he's a he, he's in New England, and uh, uh, you know those guys were having to uh, walk back and forth from their shooting positions to the target line, 
to mesh down the snow so they would have a little uh, trough that they could shoot in uh, when they were in prone. Make sure that you're taking advantage of the uh, uh, of any of the weekends that you can in the winter to uh, continue on with the Appleseed events, continue hammering out uh, riflemen. <clears throat> uh, how many shoots you you said that? How many shoots are you guys going to have uh, this winter, Freedom? I'm not certain, but I I know there's every month up in Hinkley. Um, we we do need to expand and plan for expansion uh, this next winter. Um, I'm working on uh, going to various ranges so that we can add ranges or attend uh, monthly club meetings uh, so that uh, we can add additional ranges this next year. Right. Great, because we don't want to... For a couple of years, you know, we got into the habit of <clears throat> of having, uh, uh, whenever the inclement weather uh, came around in the winter, folks would, uh, would kind of start shutting down. And the problem with that is that once you shut down, then you've got to kind of start gearing back up. And that takes a while, too. So uh, I'm sure it's no different than... Uh, then uh, I'm sure you guys, uh, I, I know a lot of the armor and stuff that was there uh, had to run 24 hours in the uh, in the winter. Because once you shut it down uh, for any length of time, that was it. You were done with that piece of machinery. So a lot of the equipment in the cold weather, they run uh, 24 hours in order to make sure that it's ready to roll. We want to do the same thing. We want to make sure that we we don't shut ourselves down for the winter, that we keep ourselves up in high speed, so that we can be, so that we can hit 2011 uh, at uh, at a full run, because we're going to need to, because we're talking about having 200 events on April 19th weekend. Now, there's no way you're going to do that if you shut yourself down until uh, February, and then you only have March to get ready. Uh, you're going to need to be uh, at a full run in order to make it, and uh, we should have half of our. Uh, we should be well on the way. To having half of our uh, our goals met by April. All right, so we don't want to shut down. We want to keep everything rolling. Uh, if you need any uh, uh, information about the Winter Seat Program, uh, make sure you get in touch with uh, Ed uh, with B9 on the forum. B9 is uh, uh, is running the he's ramrodding the Winter Seat Program. So make sure you talk to Ed. Ed's a great guy. And uh, and he will get you squared away uh, with any of the information you need for the Winter Seed Program, including uh, patches uh, or any information you need. <clears throat> All right, okay. let's grab another caller real quick. Uh, um, you can stay on the line, uh, Freedom. <clears throat> okay. All right, area code 573, you're on the air. No, good morning. Good evening, Scout. Good morning. It feels like morning. <laughs> hey, Beth. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Well, I'm good. I thought it was kind of kind of cool that you had a Minnesota guy on there, and I'm sitting here in Minnesota. <laughs> well, <laughs> I drove all the way from Missouri to Minnesota this afternoon. I told the folks that you might call in, but uh, but not to not to uh, expect it because uh, you'd been on the road and uh, uh, and I talked to Beth earlier today, and I uh, uh, say earlier just a few hours, about an hour before the show. I told her, she said she was just getting to where she was headed to, 
she wasn't sure if she was going to be able to call in. I said, well, take your shoes off, get you some soup or some coffee, and then uh, after an hour or so, when you're, you're you're wondering what you should be doing, and call the show, call into the show. <laughs> well, have you heard any uh, any election results yet? I have been listening to them a little bit. Um, I'm at my son's house, actually, here in Rochester, Minnesota, and it looks like the Republicans are taking over the taking over Congress, so we'll see if they're going to get anything done or if we're just going to continue to play politics. So, well, we were talking about that a little bit earlier and <clears throat> I was telling uh I was telling the folks who were listening that one of the things that the Apathy project is determined to do is to stay above that level. And that's why we don't do uh we don't do what we call iceberging. Iceberging is where uh, uh you know, you guys get I'm sure you guys get this all the time. Alert, alert. Uh, House Bill XYZ is on the move. We need your help right now, and uh, and so you you jump onto that and you rush to get that done. Oh, okay, thank goodness you you got that done. You got it fixed. And guess what? Guess what comes next in your mailbox? Alert! Alert! Look out! Here comes something else. It's this one and this one and this one. Look out! Hurry! Help! And those are all icebergs. And the reason we say that is because. Uh, you all got. You all know the story of the Titanic, right? The Titanic yes. sunk by an iceberg, and uh, and guess what? There were a couple of guys up in a crow's nest, and it was their job to watch for icebergs. Now, on this fateful night, the binoculars they were supposed to be using were still locked up in the purser's uh, uh, safe, so they didn't have them. But they did see the iceberg, and they actually saw it in time that uh, something could have been done. But as we know from the history, uh, the they would believe that the uh, uh, that the person manning the uh, the wheel made the a wrong directional turn. But you know, even if he wouldn't have, even if he would have got past that iceberg, and they would say, "Whew, we made it past that one." Guess what would have happened in just a little while? Those guys in the crow's nest would have yelled out, oh, here comes another one. There's another iceberg, another one. And look, there's another one behind that one. So they could have spent all their time, just as we can, we could spend all of our time slamming ourselves dead into iceberg one, two, three, four, five, six, infinity. And uh, and what does that get you? All it does is it's a clever way for folks to redirect your energy, to keep you... Uh, Jumping around, so you don't pay, so you're not paying attention to the fact uh, that uh, that the folks that are sending these icebergs out, uh, that that every all of them are doing it, both sides are doing it, and uh, oh yeah, and it's a great way to keep you uh, to keep you busy because what we want to do is we want to change the climate, like we were saying earlier. You know, you've got the weather. It's going to rain this week. It's going to be sunny next week, and, uh, and that's the way it works in American politics. The Democrats are going to be uh, in for a while, and then people are going to get tired of them. They're going to put the Republicans in, and, and after a while, they're going to get tired of them because why? Because none of them are doing their jobs. They're just uh, they're getting in usually uh, on the easy ride of hey, better me than the other guy, right? Better me than the other guy. Look, these guys didn't do anything good, so you better put me in. Even though I'm a convicted criminal, you better me than the other guy, right? And that's how uh, that's how they're running things. And what we want to do is say, look, <clears throat> instead of worrying about the weather, 
instead of worrying about if it's going to rain this week or it's going to be sunny next week or the Democrats are going to be in or the Republicans are going to be in. We want to change the climate. We want to make it so that it doesn't matter who's in there, that they know, hey, if you do such and such, if you try to uh, erode or destroy our freedoms, our liberties, I don't care who you are. I don't care what letter comes in front of your name. You're going to be toast. We're going to, we're going to burn you to a crisp. That's what changing the climate means. So that's what we're well, trying to do. That's what I was talking to a, a volunteer for one of the uh, candidates yesterday. They came into my office when they were done with their little party over at the local hamburger joint. And, uh, you know, I told her, we're just, I'm just done playing politics, and there's a particular Senate race, and I think it's already been called in Missouri. But I wasn't going to vote for the Republican or the Democrat. I said, I'm, I'm not going to give either one of them, because as you, if you ever listen to Derry, it's, if you're voting... If you're voting for the lesser of two evils, you're still getting evil. And uh, I had a girlfriend. We actually went to the Appleseed shoot in Osage a couple of weekends ago, and she and I had a long discussion about it. And she says, yeah, but what if so-and-so gets in? And I said, what if they do? They're not a whole lot different. <laughs> this guy right. has done stuff we didn't want to. And I said, uh, I said I've, I've been where you are, and I'm done with it. I'm done playing their game. And the only way to stop playing their game is to just quit it. So I'm not giving them my vote anymore if they've done things that are unconstitutional or against the the majority of the people, which is what they did. I mean, not just in Missouri, but across the nation, so many representatives and senators, you know, they just said, well, you just don't know back there in your state. We're going to do this. And, it's and it, you know, it's just I've had enough of it. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, hey, because you can anybody, <clears throat> as I said, Appleseed has no politics. They have no ideology. We're not going to get behind any candidate. Uh, we're not going to tell you about any politics. We're not going to, certainly not going to tell you how to vote or who to vote for. We will tell you that it is your responsibility as a citizen of this nation to vote. It's your sacred obligation to ensure that you yourself, without delegating it to anyone else, that you yourself are taking the responsibility to ensure that your rights, your freedoms, your liberties are being watched, that they're being taken care of. And the only person that uh, that you can trust to do that is you, yourself. You can't delegate that. Uh, I know that you delegate it when you send a representative to Congress uh, or a president, etc. But uh, you cannot delegate, uh, even, even once you've sent somebody in, you can't delegate to them your responsibility to ensure that your freedoms, your liberties, your rights are maintained. You still have to watch what they are doing. You still have to make sure that they know that you're watching. Uh, you can't, as I said, there, there's no delegating in this game. You can't, uh, you can't trust your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. You certainly can't trust your senator or your congressman. Uh, you can't trust your lawyer, your, your milk delivery man, the, the Internet guy, uh, nobody. Only you can shoulder the responsibility of making sure that your liberties, your rights, your freedoms maintain are maintained intact in the nation that means you have to be vigilant you have to uh, be aware of what's going on and that's and, you what know, the I, voting she, does that's what she was asking me because i was explaining to her how i felt about it and she she was kind of this little volunteer this young girl that was volunteering for this particular race and and 
I said, well, she goes, but how are we going to, how are we going to change anything? But you know, that's the hardest job of all because we've got to keep track of all these senators and representatives and we've got to hold their feet to the fire. We've got to let them know they are representing us. And if they don't vote the way we want, we're not going to vote the way they want. (laughs) You know, if they don't truly represent us, then they're out. Well, and, for so long, uh, one of the ways that the uh, that the the folks were remaining in power, and they still do this, is as I said earlier, they have the, the one technique is is the better me than the other guy. You know, you don't want to vote for him. You want to vote for me because uh, because I'm the guy. I'm you know I'm the only I'm the guy with the with that certain uh, letter in front of my name. So you got to vote for me because otherwise you put the guy with the other letter in front of his name in power. <laughs> well, and you know yeah, that, it was kind of. It was kind of funny at this meeting that they had over at the little burger joint uh, because they were quoting, of course, they were quoting the guy from the other side, and he's been in office a long time in the state of Missouri. And they quoted something he had said about, well, yeah, but I really like this job. I've been doing it a long time, and I'd like to keep this job. <laughs> 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 well, and, you know, cause that, that brought in a pretty big roar, but that is kind of the attitude. But, um, <laughs> well, absolutely, and that's where job. your power comes from. <laughs> That's exactly. where your power comes from as a voter, is you but have you the know, power. As, no, go ahead. As, as citizens of the United States, we have got to start being, we've got to be willing to make sacrifices. You know, we look at these these things that come up in legislation and, the, you know, the health care issues and, and all those different things, and it's we want whatever pleases us, and we need to start realizing we've got to do what is best for the nation as a whole. And then things will get fixed. If we go back to the Constitution and start looking at the simplicity of it and and the, uh, you know, it's just sheer genius what the Founding Fathers did. And we've just strayed so far away from it. And the government has become big instead of and pushing the people around instead of the people running the government as it was set up to be. But if we don't start, if we're not willing to make sacrifices at home, to better this nation, to make it better for our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, then we're not going to see anything different. If we keep going down the road that we're at now, we're just nothing different than socialism. And and that is never successful. It's been proven over and over again. It cannot be successful. So we've got to be right. willing to give some things up. Right. And sometimes it's, not a, sometimes it's not an easy thing to do. But you know what? Most of the things that are important are not easy. Most of the things that are worthwhile are not easy oh, yeah. things to do. And when you were talking a while but ago was, about what the, It wasn't easy the, for our founding fathers either. I mean, they gave up everything. Oh, absolutely. And listen, uh, I think we, we, we talked about this. Uh, you, Beth came on the show last week. She gave us a few minutes of time last week. She was in, <clears throat> she was in the middle of an interview, or she just finished one, and she still <laughs> found time to come on the show. And uh, we, admit, we talked about this, about the signers of the – Declaration of Independence, and whenever they, when we, when the information was released about the Declaration of Independence, it uh, it actually, I believe at the time, it only had one signer, and that was John Hancock, and uh, and I'm, I'm sure I'm telling you telling you guys nothing new, uh, but that's the whole reason of people saying, put your John Hancock right here. He, he not Hancock, only signed it; he signed it really big. Right. <laughs> he was making he it wanted bigger. to make sure that uh, that whenever they looked at it, they could see his name big and bold. Now, a lot of people 
think that that's ego. And, and from what I understand, Mr. Hancock had quite an ego. But the other thing is, listen, uh, this wasn't just uh, this wasn't just show. Every person who signed that document signed their life away. Every person exactly. who signed that document was guilty of treason. And I guarantee you, had things gone a little bit differently, and uh, had we not been uh, victorious at the end of eight long and bloody years, uh, each and every one of those gentlemen would have been found, and they would have been hung by the neck until they were dead. They were signing their own death warrants. And yet they and they knew that. Many were they, hunted yeah. down, and many did pay with their lives. Yes, they did. Uh, their lives, and their, their losses, their, their homes, you know, with their, their children, families. Some of their families, their wives were imprisoned. I mean, it was, you know, it was devastating for them. But uh, There's an interesting in email that's went around that, that details what what happened to every one of the signers. And right, I have right. that. If somebody would like that, I would send it to them for a self-addressed stamped envelope. I do have that, the 56 signers. Mm-hmm. Um and I do have that in the office. I've kept that. Right. I've read. Uh, I read uh, that was in one of the books that I read several years ago. It was a detailed listing of each and every <coughs> signer of the uh, of the document. And uh, and I'm sure I'm not going to be able to remember the guy's name right now because I, because I want to. But uh, one of the interesting facts that I find out is that <clears throat> that the United States is here right now. Uh, in, in in large part due to one man, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. And that's because he used his own personal fortune to pay uh, for the government, to pay for the running of the government and the country. He used his own personal fortune, and then, and then he borrowed money from other people in other countries uh, to continue to pay uh, for the running of the government and for the running of the revolution <clears throat> for many years until we had outside uh, funding for it. And, and of course, uh, I've already I've read the book, and, and I can't think of the name right now, but uh, but that's one of the signers. One of the things he did was he he spent every penny he had, and without him, we probably wouldn't have the country right now because there was, would have been no money to run the country. And each and every one of them faced... Uh, uh, faced great hardships, so doing the right thing is quite often a hard thing to do. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. It just like Beth was saying, in the, in in a lot of cases, we're going to have to to look at something and we're going to have to weigh it in one hand and and weigh it in the other and see that you know this this may be good for me personally or good for my city or my county or my state, but. On the other hand, you hold something that's good for the nation, and and we need to keep that uh, we need to keep that as our top priority because uh, we're not just a bunch of independent towns and counties and states. We're all part of one nation, and uh, and whether whether any of those individual systems sink or swim is going to be dependent on whether the nation succeeds and we have to keep in mind that uh, some of the things that are going to be hard to do are going to be uh, the things that we're going to have to do for the nation sometimes uh, 
sometimes voting for that independent may seem like a ridiculous thing to do because you're thinking, look, if I'm voting for this guy, I'm throwing my vote away. <clears throat> but what Absolutely you're actually doing, not. yeah, what you're actually doing right. is you're laying a foundation uh, for the man who will come after, or for the group that will come after. Because if, if nobody votes, then it's always going to be a dead proposition. But if every time there's a vote, there's more and more and more votes, then pretty the soon other people are going to say, you know what, the this might better work. better behave the uh, other candidates are, or the other representatives are. Right, because they no longer have that... Uh, they no longer have that uh, that defense of, hey, better me than the other guy, right? Because if you don't vote for me, you have to vote for the other guy. And you can say, you know, you know, actually I don't because there's there's a couple of other people here. Look at the ballot. There's other, other names right here. They, I can vote for them. And, and, and you know, you vote for them, you're just throwing your vote away. And maybe that's the case right now. Well, I think that's the lie we've swallowed. I think we've swallowed that lie. We've allowed the media to manipulate and the two-party system to manipulate to where we only have the two choices, and, and we know that that's not true. We have more than two choices, or or they can clean up their act and we'll have a better choice in one of those parties, <laughs> but or both. But in Minnesota's first direction, in in one of the races in Minnesota, there's four candidates, and and the the two best candidates were were the the least known and and. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out, but but it's good to have more than two options. Well, and in Florida, uh, Rubio, Rubidio, or what is what is his name? He was uh, he's a he's ran on the Republican Party, but he beat the Republican out during the primaries, and so the Republican ran on the third party, and then the Democrat went ahead and ran too. So they had three running, and the Republican, which was really the Tea Party guy, it's kind of confusing. He won it by a pretty big margin. And uh, I heard that President Clinton asked the Democrat one to to bail out so they could keep this Tea Party guy, this really conservative constitutionalist guy, out. And it didn't work. The Democrat continued to run, and the Republican, the one that was Republican, ran on the third party ticket and lost. And the Tea Party guy that ran on the Republican ticket won. <laughs> so Good. Florida kind of confused everybody. But but I think that really speaks as to what the United the people in the United States are getting tired of this political game, and and they're not going to vote just to be voting, and uh, they're voting now to. I hope. I hope people are starting to vote their conscience and their constitution, because that's what we've Absolutely. got. Absolutely. So. Right. So and when uh, talking about uh, the history, one of the one excellent history book that I was recently put out. Uh, one of the things I like about uh, Appleseed is, is the focus on on history, and I like that we focus on the common, uh, the the what the what the everyday people and the, the farmers and everybody did that, that really made the difference. This in, this book is, is Washington Life uh, by Ron Cherno, and uh, it, it does a really good job of uh, incorporating a lot of detail. It, it's a little bit longer, and it kind of uh, uh, meshes together previous uh, biographies on Washington, and, and it's not just Washington, but but the the entire uh, revolutionary time period. 
Right. Listen, I want to. Uh, I finally got uh, my chat program to open, and uh, I tell you, there must have been. I must have hit the refresh button. Uh, I'd say at least two hundred, two hundred fifty times. But I got the chat program open. And one of the things that I wanted to mention is, Oh Glory has posted in there that uh, uh, that P Henry is one of the guys on the forum. He's an instructor with the program. Uh, says that it's a uh, it's not enough that you know who your representatives are. It's more important that your representatives know who you are. Oh, and, amen. Uh, that is a wonderful statement. <laughs> right, and that's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Uh, you should know who they are, right? And it's not hard. It's a couple of clicks on the on the mouse, right? Computers have made it very easy. Google, bling, you know, bing, bling, bling, and you're there. You've got everybody, all the information you need to know about who and where in your government. And then... Make sure you have their telephone numbers there. And look, calling these, calling your representatives, calling your senators, uh, your congressmen, is not a hard thing to do at all. And and don't think that it's going to be uh, like calling Elvis Presley or something because uh, because it's not. Because you're, number one, you're not going to talk to your representative. You may talk to you as one of your local ones, but you're but you're not going to talk to a national representative uh, unless unless something horrible has happened. You're not going to talk to them. Uh, you're going to talk to one of the staff members. So it's just going to be like calling, uh, uh, you know, your neighbor. You're going to talk to one of the staff members. You're going to let them know what your needs, your wishes are, what your wants in, uh, and your desires uh, for the nation are. And you're going to talk to uh, a person just like you, just a regular person just like you. Uh, and when you do this, you have to make sure that uh, uh, that it's not just an off-the-cuff thing. Make sure that you... Uh, uh, if you need to, if it's just a one-issue thing, no problem. You call them up and you uh, you speak to them politely and civilly. Uh, I don't care if it is the person that you hate most in the world. You that person is not answering the phone. It's their their staff member, and their staff member has probably already heard a uh, hundred people before you calling up and telling them how much they hate person X, Y, or Z. So they're in no mood for any of your shenanigans. So make sure that whenever you call up, you, uh, you're very civil, you're very polite, and you say, hello, my name is so-and-so. Uh, I'm one of uh, Senator XYZ's constituents. Uh, they're going to ask, they're probably going to ask for your information, of, uh, like your zip code or something, to make sure that you are one of the constituents. And you have that ready, you give that to them. And you say, here's what I'd like to, here's what I'd like to speak to you about today. And if it's just one issue, just give them that one issue. Say thank you very much, and uh, I'll be calling back again uh, next week to speak to you again about it. And you'll have no trouble if it's uh, if you've got a laundry list, write it down because they don't have time for you to stumble around in circles. Uh, and the the more confusing and meandering your conversation, the less coherent it's going to be to them. And believe me, you want them to understand everything you say in a crystal clear fashion. And make sure that uh, make sure that you have uh, whatever notes you need written down, <clears throat> and then, as I said before, polite, civil, thank you, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am, uh, just as nice as you can be. Because if you start being uh, rude, if you start being uh, belligerent on the phone, then they should hang up on you. They should. I would advise them to, because uh, that's not the way things are done. A debate isn't done in a rude uh, manner. 
and the person you're talking to is not the congressman. It's their staff member. So treat them very respectfully, get the information to them, uh, then politely hang up. <clears throat> now, one of the things that Beth was talking about earlier when uh, she mentioned the uh, the guy that was talking about, hey, I want you to vote me in because I've had this job for a while and I really like it and I don't want to try and find a new career. That uh, That is where your power comes from. Whenever you talk to them, to your congressman and stuff, that's where your power comes from. Other than that, you don't have any power over them. They could care less about you one way or the other sometimes. But your power comes because you have the ability to take that feather bed away from them. You have the ability to take the uh, – you're not going to get their lifetime pension uh, away from them usually. But you have the ability to take their uh, their golf junkets, their free air travel – uh, their cushy job uh, with uh, 25 times the number of paid holidays that you have, you can take that away from them by voting them out of office, and they know this. So that is where your power lies, and uh, you don't have to threaten them with it, uh, but you can tell them. It's it's perfectly legitimate for you to tell the person that you're speaking to that, look, this, is, this issue right here for me is a make-or-break issue. That means if he votes uh, or she votes, uh, yay on this or nay on this, that is what it takes for me to cast a vote for whoever that is not them in the next election. Uh, that's a perfectly legitimate thing for you to say, as long as you say it in a nice, polite way. But that is the power that you hold over them. <clears throat> well, and you know, as that grandmother said, you catch more flies with sugar than you do with vinegar. <laughs> so you, you do need to try and be polite. But they realize if they hear just from one or two that there's numerous others that don't call in, that don't write in. So it does make a difference. I mean, they, they do notice, but we have to keep keep doing it. We have to keep holding their feet to the fire. We've got to make, we've got to make them understand we the people are the government. They're there to represent us. They're not there to dictate and write laws and legislate to us. And right. You know, so right. it, it'll be interesting to see what goes on. I mean, I know we've heard an awful lot. Oh, we've got, yesterday in the little meeting that I got talked into going to. Oh, this has happened in the last year and a half, and I'm thinking this has been going on lots more than the last year and a half. It may have been more obvious in the last year and a half because people are starting to wake up, but it's been going on for a very, very long time, where the government has been taking over and taking more and more and more rights away, and and more and more control over our our personal lives, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been going on for a very long time, and it's, I, I hope we're not too far down that road that we can't turn around and get it back. And I think we well, can. But we, it's, we can because, like I said, if, we've got to be willing to do some sacrificing ourselves. Exactly. And, uh, Sam, I, I brought you back on. I guess you disappeared, but I brought you back on. Just open your mic up again. So so stop building another Empire State building there if you are if you're getting ready to. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. That, that English lady doesn't like me. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right, Beth. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that I've always been in favor of of term limits for everybody. Because if you can just, if you can stay in forever, if you can stay in forever, then what is your, uh, what, what is there any reason for you to do anything other than, Pander uh, to the uh, 
to the group that's going to put you back in. I mean, a lot of times there are some hard decisions uh, that need to be made. And, and you know, we were talking earlier about folks, and we were talking at the time, you and I were talking about us, about, the, about we the people doing this, about making hard decisions, even though we know that some of those decisions are going to be hard for us to make. The same thing occurs within uh, the representing the folks who are there representing us. Uh, a lot of times, <clears throat> there are decisions uh, that need to be made where they know that if they made the right decision, it would cost them their job, and so they don't make the right decision because it would cost them their job. And uh, with term limits, I think sometimes that would be easier to do. Uh, because they know that they're not uh, they're not going to stay there for 45 years and uh, and uh, personally here's my way of saying it if I were if I were in charge I think that I would <clears throat> I think that I would set up a system where uh, uh, where you received a uh, a telegram from the government just like uh, the old draft notices greetings uh, you are hereby uh, Required to report to uh, you know Capitol Hill uh, for your duty as a congressman to so and so for a period of uh, two years, and then you so you got to go now you got to go just like uh, the draft you go you do your job and you come home because you know it doesn't you're not going to get in you're not going to be able to go up there and tell people uh, that you'll do anything in the world to stay for for two more years because you don't get to that's it you're done. <clears throat> And uh, you know, if you have this in a situation where you have the uh, where it's all staggered out, then you don't have uh, a period where you have uh, a huge group of folks that don't know what they're doing. Uh, you know, you always have uh, at least some folks that uh, that have some uh, uh, that have some period that they've been there. Because I don't think that uh, I don't think it takes a lot of special training. Uh, to be a congressman or a senator, I think that you can just have no. some good common sense, and uh, I think that would go a lot farther than any political uh, training that uh, you, you give someone. Representatives chosen at random would uh, probably do a better job. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a. It, it, uh, actually, you know, you, we couldn't do that, but. I mean, it, it's just like it, well, it's just, something that uh, it, it's just kind of like a, a model that. A... Uh, I was ahead. laughing at the at random because I'm thinking that's kind of what they do when they're up there in legislation is do everything at random. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Well, but, if you uh, take a look at some of the the latest uh, legislation that's come through, these these things like, uh, well, the health care. Look at the uh, the health care bill and stuff like that. Look at how many things uh, and inside not, that health care bill are not have, do not pertain or have anything to do with health care. Well, and, I'm just saying that, uh, that, and I'm not saying anything one way or other about the health care. I'm not trying to get on and push anything from one direction or the other. But I will say this, is that any time that you're voting for legislation that you don't know, What's in it, and they didn't know because it had a lot of it hadn't been written yet. Now, how can that be a wise thing to do? If somebody gets up there and says, "I'm high gosh, I'm voting for such and such," 
because it's the best thing in the world. Well, have you read the bill yet? No, I have not, but... Oh, wait a minute. Did I say that out loud? It's got to be good. It's, yeah. it's over 2,000 pages long. It's got to be good. Yeah. I haven't read well, it and yet. Then, you know, and then then when everyone was vulnerable, you know, right after 911, they passed the Patriot Act, and it was a blank sheet of paper. That that kind of yeah, thing is Yeah, we're still paying for that. For the country. Oh, absolutely. Those kind of things, they do, you know, I want to think they're just doing them out of ignorance, but... I know that some of them have, you know, I know Appleseed is non-political and I'm really non-political, but I have lots of opinions, like I always say. But those things, they shouldn't happen. If we're following a constitution and trying to do what's best for this nation, those things shouldn't happen. And now we're going to have to really, really pay attention to what they're doing up there. And we're going to have to tell them, no, you're not going to continue to do this. And if you do, you're not going back up there. And... uh I think one of the first things you're we need here. to do with all our with all our newcomers when we get all these new people in, and I'm not sure all of them today that are that are supposedly going to be conservatives are really new people. But when we do get a new turnover of conservative, constitutional believing representatives and senators, we need to make sure that they go up there with erasers, and they need to start erasing some of these things and giving our freedoms and our uh, liberties back to us, and if it's it, it's so simple, I know it's very difficult that it's simple. It, the economy would be turned around if they would stop tying the hands of the small businessmen and the American business entrepreneurs, and if they would put quit taxing the people to death and put the money back in the people's hands. If you put the money back in the people's hands, things are going to turn around, and it's that well, simple. But every, a- everything that they legislate takes more and more away from us. Not not to help us, and oh, and to yeah, me definitely. the word stimulus, to me the word the word stimulus is a slap in the face because why are, how can you say you're stimulating the economy when you take three thousand dollars away from me and give me back six hundred, you know how is that stimulating anything? It's not. It's just a pat on the back. Here, go take this lollipop and have a good time, and uh, it's it's really kind of insulting if you stop and think about it, but. Anytime you have a situation where every single uh, every single thing that is done is regulated, it's it, it's wrong. I mean, it's too much. You look at the uh, the tax laws and the uh, and virtually anything is covered by such a woven hive of laws that it's uh, <coughs> it's like one of the uh, one of the the rugs, you know, one of the tapestries where there's uh, over a million knots, you know, per square inch. Uh, every single thing, every single thing you do from birth to death and beyond is regulated, and there are 25 laws for every event, and uh, that's, there's no way we can function like that. Well, listen, uh, we're at the end of the show again tonight, and uh, uh, I don't think that we found out a whole lot about... Uh, uh, about uh, the election coverage, but we did get some opinions. There were a couple of people that had opinions, and, uh, and we are very grateful for them. Uh, God bless all you guys for uh, uh, for being part of the program. Thanks to all the folks in the chat room for uh, you have a nice evening. for helping Look out there, and uh, and Beth and uh, Sam Freedom V. Uh, 
all of you guys that called in. Thank you. God bless every one of you, and we'll see you this uh, next Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. Central. All right? All right. Good uh, night. Happy trail. All right. Happy you guys take care. Everybody. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thank you.